From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am Jerry Brooks, your host, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, and, well, we're not in our home studio in North Florida. This is our final day here in the Tampa area for our fabulous Florida tour. We've had a terrific time here this week uh, doing shows uh, from here having a great chance to uh, learn more about uh, the region and so on and so forth. But it's been a fantastic time nevertheless. Uh, This is our last show today. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday, is a travel day, so unfortunately there won't be an episode then. But we're going to be okay. And we might actually do another leg of this at some point in the not-too-distant future, so, so stay tuned. And also, before I really get started uh, today, I, um, I just, like I said, I have to apologize for Tuesday. That was our first day here in Tampa, and not getting that show done was really annoying to me. But, you know, when you're doing stuff like this, you do have to keep in mind that, you know, like live television, you have to expect the unexpected. And I'm sorry that we didn't get that done for you folks, and I do apologize, but we're going to do our absolute level best to make sure that this does not happen again, either on the audio or in black and white daily, our video version. So anyway, folks, let's get on with today's adventure in podcasting. Well, it's a big day. It was a big day on Capitol Hill. Uh, The House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government had a special hearing today with three FBI whistleblowers. And believe me, it was pretty doggone amazing uh, and the things that came out. Now, of course, the Democrats are going to be the Democrats and they're just going to deflect and deny and demonize uh, all of this, but the three whistleblowers, uh, one is Marcus Allen, no relation to the uh, Hall of Fame football player, uh, but a black gentleman who is an intelligence analyst for the FBI and actually has been decorated for his outstanding work. Uh, another was Garrett O'Boyle, a former FBI spe- special agent, and Stephen Friend, who has been seen on uh, various programs like uh, on conservative media and been interviewed by all sorts of people. Uh, He's from the Daytona Beach, Florida office, and he tells one heck of a story to be sure. So so all of them are testifying today uh, to the subcommittee, the weaponization subcommittee. Now, what really has just gotten... (sighs) Oh, excuse me, has just gotten me just all kinds of ticked off. Um, that all three of these guys have had all kinds of retaliation against them. They've been suspended without pay. 
their security clearances have been uh, suspended as well. And just some of the testimonies um, of these people, I mean, some of them are just absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, mind-boggling. And what the Bureau has done to these three men, and I'm sure a few others, and it's just, it's wrong, it's sick, it's twisted, and it really doesn't help uh, the Bureau at all. Now that you've had the Durham report that's been out since Tuesday, and it turned, it pretty much put the FBI and turned it into an even bigger political dumpster fire than it already was. The, the reputation of the Bureau and the institution is just, it's shot. It's shot full of holes. And it's bleeding, but they're still arrogant to the core. I mean, arrogant to the core. I'm talking Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and many other uh, top-level people um, in the FBI. It's, it's sick what they've done. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just looking through some of this, and it, it's just twisted. I mean, they're trying to essentially make these people, these three whistleblowers, just go away and, you know, raise their hands and surrender and say, we're done. You know, you're, we give up. And this is not how you do it. Period. It's not, this is just wrong. It is absolutely straight up wrong what they're doing. Um, I mean, just listen to a little piece of Stephen Friend's testimony. Um, oh, let's see. Here, here we go. One moment here. Uh, okay, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, there we go. All right. Now, a little piece of Stephen Friend's testimony. Now, he lives in Florida, worked at the Daytona Beach uh, field office, and some of his testimony and opening statements are just absolutely mind-boggling. And I want to just take a paragraph or two from his testimony. It is just twisted. Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. And, and this is quoting Stephen Friend. At each level of my chain of command, leadership cautioned that despite my exemplary work performance, whistleblowing placed my otherwise bright future with the FBI at risk. Special agents take an oath to protect the Constitution the dangers of federal law enforcement overreach were hammered home to me when I was required to attend trainings at the Holocaust Memorial Museum and the uh, MLK Martin Luther King Memorial. I cited my oath and training in my conversations with my FBI supervisors. Nevertheless, the FBI weaponized the security clearance process to facilitate my removal from active duty within one month of my disclosures. Okay, that's bad enough that they did that to him. But it gets better. In a, and, and Mr. Friend's testimony continues. 
In addition to an indefinite unpaid suspension, the FBI initiated a campaign of humiliation and intimidation to punish and pressure me to resign. His, uh, and, let's see, oh yeah, here we go. Also, uh, by Stephen Friend, and continuing to quote his testimony. In violation of HIPAA, individuals at the FBI leaked my private medical information to a reporter at the New York Times in violation of the Privacy Act. The FBI refused to furnish my training records for several months. And, he concluded, the FBI denied my request to seek outside employment in an obvious attempt to, to deprive me of the ability to support my family. Finally, the, the FBI Inspection Division imposed an illegal gag order in, attempt me, in an attempt to prevent me from communicating with my families and attorneys. And it can, and the same sort of story is for, uh, says the other two, uh, Marcus Allen and Mr. O'Boyle. So this is just messed up. Okay, it's just messed up. The FBI are nothing more not just they're not just keystone cops anymore oh no this somehow trying to put forth the idea that the fbi is this great and noble institution and the men and women who work there are the highest character and everything else and i'm going wait a minute now for all the for those of us who are old enough to remember does the name j edgar hoover mean anything i mean the building with his name is the dc headquarters of the fbi the hoover building j edgar hoover uh was one seriously sick twisted bastard he was gay he was a cross-dresser he was a bully and what he did especially during the 1960s to the kennedys to martin luther king to nixon and so many others, cabinet-level officials, members of Congress. I mean, this man was not exactly uh, a choir boy. Oh, no, no, no. He was anything but. So to say that, oh, this great organization, blah, 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 no. Y'all are just as... You're even more messed up than J. Edgar Hoover was during his tenure as director. I mean, my gosh. I mean, ugh, I, I don't know. It just drives me insane when I hear about, oh, how lofty and, you know, how patriotic they are. No, not everybody. No, no, no. Certainly not the upper echelon. Uh, not the folks on the seventh floor of the Hoover building. And now, this is just one story. Just one story out of God knows how many coming from FBI whistleblowers and whistleblowers in other government agencies, especially when it came to HHS, Health and Human Services, uh, what's going on down at the border, how does uh, Health and Human Services lose track of some 85,000, over 85,000, unaccompanied minors who have been uh, turned over probably to smugglers working incredibly dangerous jobs in all sorts of places in order to pay back the coyotes, the smugglers, the cartels that got them into this country.
This is sick, people. These are seriously sick puppies, and the more you hear about this, the worse it gets. Oh, it totally is worse. Now, let's try a related story. Uh, during the, uh, pardon me, during today's uh, hearings, apparently this great headline from Just the News absolutely blew my mind. F the, it reads, FBI obtained Americans' bank records without subpoena. I repeat, without subpoena, according to these whistleblowers. Now, it blows my mind that apparently in this story, and just this one paragraph says a lot to me, the Federal Bureau of Investigation obtained the financial records of Americans from Bank of America without any legal process following the January 6, 2021 riot. According to an interim staff report from the House Judiciary Committee and the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Okay, now why, number one, would the FBI going, would want to go after the, bank, the financial and bank records of Americans who were somehow involved in January 6th? That's not question one. Question two that sticks out to me, how in the Sam hell did these people, the FBI, I don't care if it's the FBI, I don't care if it's Santa Claus, if they don't have a subpoena to get these records and Bank of America, which is the only bank that's been named, what in the Sam hell, uh, what, what's going on? How come they didn't get a subpoena? Because usually if you're going to subpoena something, it's being used in a criminal investigation. You have, it's bank records, phone records, anything that's private, which trashes the whole Fourth Amendment, search and seizure. And the fact that one bank rolled over like a puppy wanting a belly rub and just gave it to them with no subpoena, nothing, that scares me because the FBI has now turned into a full-blown sort of American KGB. And believe me, folks, I've been to Russia. I was there during the Cold War. And believe me, the KGB was not fun then, and it's even less fun now, even though the initials are different. It's the Federal Security Bureau now in Russia. But still, it's different names, same tactics. And apparently, after everything we learned about the FBI from the Durham report, I mean, my gosh, people, these people are now even more dangerous than even I thought. When you're going after bank records with no legal process, nothing. I mean, warrants? Huh. We don't need no stinking warrants. I mean, hey, folks. I mean, look what they were willing to do to the FISA court on four different occasions. Taking unverified intelligence, trying to pass it off as verified, and got all these lovely little um, FISA warrants to spy on President Candidate Trump, President-elect Trump, and probably even President Trump. And they didn't care. They don't care because somehow they believe that there's some 
mystical force. I mean, I'm not talking Star Wars, but somehow that's going to protect them from being held to account. Now, I'm really hoping after all of this, I mean, and I'm sure there's still more coming about the FBI and all of their way above uh, their craziness, their shenanigans, and just their arrogance and hubris. It just, ugh. I, I mean, I have to have a bottle of Pepto-Bismol just to listen to some of this because it makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, my gosh. And now the real fun is going to start later this summer as we get closer to September the 30th, which is the final day of the fiscal year for the government. And House appropriators are going to have themselves an interesting problem. Now, of course, the, uh, the Democrats will scream, they'll gripe, they'll moan, and they'll have their obedient little lapdogs in the mainstream media echo their talking points. But defunding the police is not the same as defunding the FBI. Police departments, local police departments, and sheriff's offices, they don't do quite the same level of work that the feds do. And considering that a church-style commission really needs to be uh, put out there and really dig deep and call these clowns out on everything they do. I mean, everything. So yes, it's going to be interesting to see what the House appropriators do when it comes to appropriation time um, later this summer. Def I mean, frankly, uh, I've heard from some of these uh, former FBI people and these, these fine agents who pretty much stuck to their oath to the Constitution, not some twisted loyalty to the FBI. And it's going to be interesting to see. Are they, even they have said, there have been some that said they either, it, either the FBI needs to be completely reconfigured or just completely dismantled and and these duties are given to local police departments, state police, and and other uh, law enforcement agencies closer to uh, closer to home instead of the centralized nonsense and all the shenanigans that go with it. I mean, the FBI told uh, House Oversight Chairman uh, James Comer, you know, when they call when he subpoenaed for a particular document, the FD ten thirty nine, I believe. Uh, pretty much, the FBI told Comer to go pound sand. We're we're not coughing this up. I mean, these people are so arrogant that they don't even believe that Congress, which has constitutional and statutory oversight of the FBI and the Justice Department, they're like, nope, we're not going to do this because you can't make us. I said, my God, what kind of freaking law enforcement do we have at the federal level now? I'm like, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, that is arrogance personified. We don't have to turn it over even though you've given us a lawful subpoena. You know, and they'll use all kinds of excuses and this and that. I said, okay, 
I would love to see the house appro- when it comes appropriation time and it's not that far away. Let's see how snarky you are when you don't get your money. Hit them in the pocketbook. And let's see if a little uh, pressure, you know, and don't, and at least as far as the house goes, don't look to your Democrat buddies because they don't have the votes. They just do not have the votes. And Kevin McCarthy absolutely needs to step up and smack these people square in the face. And I'm like, I mean, and I'm a little more confident that he'll do that considering this great story, uh, kind of a segue here, from the Gateway Pundit. Because now, um, we now have House Speaker Kevin McCarthy essentially saying right now that he wants uh, Adam Schiff, Mr. Pencilneck, Mr. Melonhead, Mr. I know, I have the evidence that Trump is a Russian spy. He did that for God knows how many years. And even as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, he came up with nothing. It was bookkiss. It was a nothing burger with fries and a shake. And yet, now, he, now, and McCarthy took him off of the Intelligence Committee, along with his other messed up white privilege buddy, uh, Eric Swolehead, or Swalwell. I mean, who, who got it on with a Chinese spy and denies it still to this day, but people who know and have actually paid attention uh, actually know better. So he can, methinks he doth protest too much, to borrow from Shakespeare. But no. So now, today, in the Gateway Pundit, Congress, freshman congresswoman Anna Polina Luna from Florida's 7th Congressional, go Florida, has now essentially, has not essentially, she has officially filed uh, a resolution uh, to be put to the House to vote to see if you to see if Adam Schiff can be expelled from Congress. I mean, yeah, and of course it's like Adam Schiff, who is a sociopathic and serial liar. I mean, pathological, sociological. I mean, he's a sociopath. Big-time liar. He is exactly Trump derangement syndrome when taken to an extreme. And he's just going on, you know, mostly MSLSD, which is also loaded with uh, psychiatric patients called anchors. So, yeah, this is just funny. To me, see how he's how he is doing this. You know that Durham's investigation was flawed from the beginning, and blah blah blah. It's like no, Adam Schiff. Let's face it, you got busted. You have been made to look like an absolute fool. You continue to insist, in spite of the Mueller report, in spite of the Durham report, that Trump is still a Russian asset. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why people like him and other Democrats need mandatory drug tests and psychiatric evaluations. Because this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. Even if Jake Tapper of CNN can actually use the words Trump and exonerated 
in the same sentence? That right there was enough of a miracle for me. To see that come out of his mouth. I'm like, whoa. I, I, I thought I was just going to get knocked over by, with a feather at that point. Because Jake Tapper and all the ding-dongs over at CNN don't admit the truth to anything. Especially when they're wrong. But to see, to hear that and watch the actual tape of it, man, oh man, that was just too crazy for me. But anyway, but yes, Schiff and, and, and McCarthy is actually considering um, possible criminal charges be placed against uh, Schiff for uh, potential treason of the United States. I'm like, whoa. I thought I'd never hear that from Kevin McCarthy. Whoo, mama. That's insane. But I think it's great because it's about time. And the American people have been screaming for it. Screaming for it. For accountability. For people who do really stupid and criminal stuff to be held to account. This actually... And Let's not forget throwing in Marjorie Taylor Greene with her articles of impeachment, and she's starting out with FBI Director Christopher Wray for possible impeachment. Now, I don't think it's going to go much anywhere. I mean, it, in the House, yes. But when it gets to the Senate, sadly, the way it's configured, there aren't enough votes. But at the very least, you know, hey... If the Democrats can go after Trump impe getting impeached not once but twice, and he beat him, he, he beat them both. You know they can. The Democrats can scream bloody murder from every rooftop in D.C. But hey, life is rough. It's time for y'all to face the reality that many of you are liars, and you need to be held to account. Life is really rough, but I frankly don't care because the American people have had it. Now, of course, you know, and where's Biden? Biden still has problems to deal with, but nope, right now he's in Japan at a summit for Asian leaders, but he has to come back at some point because the border crisis isn't going away. The debt ceiling crisis is getting progressively worse because we are still uh, two weeks out uh, from the June 1st deadline of getting this done before Biden becomes the first president in U.S. history to default on America's uh, obligations <sighs> because he, want, he thinks he can play Russian roulette or chicken with the Republicans because... They're, they figure they're going to fold. I said, no, I'm not 100% certain on that. You've got 45 Republican senators. You have an awful lot of members of the House. Kevin McCarthy's news conference at the Capitol steps yesterday was phenomenal because you brought, the you brought Republicans from the House and the Senate together to send a unified message. That was pretty darn brilliant. It really was. Uh, and, of course, the media didn't like it, but too bad. It's about time they did their freaking jobs, too, instead of being nothing more than Democrat lapdogs. 
and taking all of their talking points and putting it all over uh, all over the airwaves. Sorry, but we got things to do here. We have real serious issues. The border is certainly one of them, and I was very happy to hear that there were 24 Republican governors that have uh, come together and signed a uh, a pact to help um, uh, to help Texas defend the border. 24 states contributing uh, all kinds of material and resources to help protect the border since, unfortunately, Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, aren't doing jack squat to protect the people down there in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. But, well, that's okay. At least Texas gets it. And they're trying their best, but, you know, huh, what can you do? Because if you've got a president that won't fulfill his duty uh, to protect us, so yeah, nope, 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 nope. So I, I don't know what to do on that one. I mean, I just sit there looking at this, considering that the Customs and Border Patrol in the month of April processed over 200,000 illegal immigrants. Two, over 200,000 in just the month of April before Title 42 ex expired. And watch out for the month of May and June and all the rest of the year because it's going to be redonkulous, the numbers. They're just going to be absolutely redonkulous. So let's see what happens on that one. I'm just glad they're getting that Texas is getting help, but it might be too little and far too late. I mean, I'm concerned about that, but well, just wait and see, folks. The border is going to be even more interesting coming up in uh, after Memorial Day uh, than it is now. Now Title 42 is gone. Watch the numbers explode. I mean, just mushroom. So look out, folks. Coming to a town or a city near you, illegal immigrants. And what it's costing our citizens already is showing up to be just sick, twisted, and a messed up set of priorities. That is for certain. But I will be covering a lot more of this in future episodes because... It's not going to get any better anytime soon. That's all I can really tell you for now. But for now, I'm going to say so long from here in Tampa. It's been great to be here, but it's time to go home uh, tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to getting back to our regular studios back in North Florida for next week. And it's going to be a whole lot of more fun and more adventures in podcasting. So... From Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida, so long, God bless, have yourself a terrific weekend, and always remember, patriots come in all colors.